Hey, hey, what's up, guys? This is your commish, Yossi Abadi, and we are ready to open up the 2022 Maza season. Um, I'm here joined with nobody but myself because Stan is in Israel and it was Sharari is in the mountains doing his bike ride and Mokas is preparing for his daughter's birthday party in November. So we are solo today, but it's fine. This is just going to be a rundown. Basically, a couple of things that I, uh, some rule changes, <clears throat> some, uh, not rule changes, some rule updates, basically. They change, but they're just updates. Uh, I have, um, I did some fun stuff, some uh, predictions, some bold predictions, who I think is winning, my, my thoughts on, uh, on the league. I'm indoors right now, and there's a lantern fly. Let's see if I can be an American... I'm an American hero, boys. I just killed a lantern fly. They're very easily killed, by the way. They die very, very easily. Anyways, um, all right, let's get to it. So for this year's season, we're going back to the old bonuses, right? That's the 100 yards and 150 for receivers and running backs and tight ends. Um, and the rushing as well. That was something I tried last year. It didn't really work out. Whatever. Uh, another important, just wanted to remind you guys of the scheduling. The scheduling basically is uh, thir- 12, 13, and 14. Weeks 12, 13, and 14. You're basically playing who you placed with in the previous year in that bracket. So basically, uh, I think mine was Ez, Alsev, and either Duke or Sharari. Uh, I think Sharari was the sixth seed, maybe, so not Sharari. Whatever, you get the, the point of it. Um, as always, as our previous uh, founder and commissioner of the league, Dag, used to do, he used to shuffle the schedules right after the draft. And that's who you would... Um, that's your schedule, but those final three weeks are going to be the previous years. Now, I, I still don't know... Whether I want to make it that the three extra games can be played throughout the season, right? Meaning the way it used to be is, let's say I play Charles week one, and then I won't play Charles again until week 12. But maybe this year I can play Ez, which I have Ez twice. Let's say I'll play Ez. It could be I play him week four and week six instead of waiting till week 12 to play him again. So I haven't decided on that. I'll probably speak with uh, with my cabinet about it and see what they think. But I, I don't mind it. If you guys want to give it a try, I am fine with it. And I think it'll. Uh, I think that'll be an interesting uh, an interesting uh, try as well. Okay, let's get to my predictions. Now, my predictions mean absolutely nothing since we don't know who anybody's teams are. But let's take uh, educated guesses. Based on previous placements in the years past, uh, I think we could give somewhat of an idea. I put them into three categories. The normal playoff fighters. The I'm going to try to make the playoffs this year and do all I can. And then the chum buckets, which I think we kind of know who the chum buckets are going to be. The normal every year playoff guys are going to be guys me, Sharari, Duke, Dagmi. Those are the guys that are... Not a lock to make the playoffs every year, but pretty much are usually there and are usually fighting for 
their spots as the number one seed, not necessarily just to make a playoff spot. They're always fighting for the number one seed, um, always have great teams. They know what they're doing. Not tooting my own horn, but I am the three-time back-to-back-to-back Champ, well, back to back to back champion, the only three time winner in the league's history. The fighters. For the fighters, I'm putting uh, Moshal, Saf, Stan, Vic, and Al. I sort of snuck in there, but I'm not a huge fan of that one. Saf never made the playoffs, so why do you have him there? I have him there because Saf's always looking to wheel and deal, he's always live on the waiver wires. He's trying to make the playoffs, and he does for the last two years. So I like Saf as a playoff fighter. Stan will always try to be there as well. Moshal can never count him out, even though he's been a little bit on a slump recently. Vic also does what he can until he does that one stupid trade that sort of takes him out of it, even though he'll fight to the death that... Uh, yeah, that trade was worth it for me. But, you know, that's just the way it is. The Chum Buckets are Ez, Charles, and Mocas. Yes, I know Ez made the finals last year. but And yes, uh, Charles is a two-time champion. But for the most part, historically, Charles has sucked in fantasy football. And I don't expect any different this year. Historically, Ez has also sucked in fantasy football. Um... And I don't think that he's going to uh, make the playoffs this year. I hope, maybe, listen, hope he proves me wrong. Because I loved uh, competitive Ez last year. Uh, usually we have Ez fall off towards the second half of the season. And it was a lot of fun to watch him compete last year. Mokas, still, uh, he made the finals one year, lost to Nemo. Uh, but for the most part, has been on the bottom half. He's been a tough, tough, tough uh, um Tough competitor in terms of like, he gives a lot of his energy and time into Maza. Um, it doesn't really translate much into the standings and into his teams, but um, karma's coming your way. You will, uh, you'll see the good days, you know. Took me a few years of feeding you guys Maza, Maza draft dinners for me to, uh, to finally cash in. Yeah, I had to take over as commission to do that. Change some rules, tweak them my way, you know. But whatever, that's just the way I have it. Now, um, so I have a surprise playoff maker and a surprise playoff miss. My surprise playoff miss is, and I'm not reverse chumsing myself here, but I have myself as the surprise playoff miss. Um, eight years in a row making it to the playoffs, uh, three years in a row winning the championship, four finals appearances in the last six years. I'm due for a little bit of a regression, a little bit of a, uh, uh, what's the, what's the word? Uh, hangover mode. Oh, we thought it was going to happen the last couple of years and then, then last year, but uh, maybe this is the year. Maybe this is the year that I'll uh, hang over a bit. Um, I have some bold, uh, ballsy stuff that I want to do during the draft that might actually put me in that bottom half of the standings. But we'll see. Do I think I'm going to win four in a row? 
I didn't think I was going to win three in a row, even though I called that I would be the first three-time champion. But um, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I make the playoffs this year. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. And uh, with all you guys embargoing me on trade, hopefully that doesn't last. Because come on, guys, really? I guess it's easy for me to say that. Anyways, um, surprise playoff appearance. Um, I have Charles as the surprise playoff appearance because, as we know, Charles is not great in fantasy, but he always happens to find and fall ass flat into uh, into a couple of good guys or a guy that will actually put him over the top. I don't know if he'll make it to the finals, but I think Charles sneaks into the playoffs after uh, a few years of a drought. I like it, and uh, that's what I'm sticking for with now, uh, let's go with some bold predictions of what I think will happen in this um, 2022 season. Not necessarily Mazda related, but most of them are Mazda related. My number one bold prediction is there will be two teams this season that will have 10 wins or more. Uh, I think last year I was the only one with 10 wins. We've had seasons with two 10-win guys, and with the extra game, I think it should it should have been last year, but I think something happened. Oh, the picking of the opponents last year sort of swapped things up, gave me that number one seed, um, or something to that effect. I forgot what it was. Oh, that was in the playoffs. No, so I won I won my 10 games, whatever. I think there's going to be two 10-plus 10, two, two 10 game winners um, maybe even somebody flirting with an undefeated season halfway into the season. I don't know. Could be. But I think we're going to have two multiple 10-game winners. That's one bold prediction that I am uh, holding my hat on. And uh, I think it will come to fruition. Uh, another bold prediction that I have. Joe Saf will be the number one seed in the Mazda League this year. So... Um, you plant a seed, and eventually that seed will grow into a tree. Joseph is way too much of a fantasy competitor, as I've seen in baseball. And although it hasn't come to fruition in football, he's been, he's been very active. Um, he's a beast. And I know he gives a few weeks, even though he's in the thick of it in fantasy baseball, and he's going to probably take his... Uh, League leading sixth title in that league. Um, he'll he's still been prepping for football. Um, I know this is a fact, so he's listening to a football podcast and baseball podcasts both at the same time. So I I think Joseph is going to give enough time. He's going to give enough trades. He's going to put enough into it where I think Joseph actually takes the number one seed this year. That's one of my bold predictions. Um, another one of my bold predictions is that Al will dethrone Charles's position for last place. Al has an absolute loser's mentality. Al Sav will not win Mazza this year. I don't see him winning going forward. Um, Stan and Sharari both have two titles, but what I saw out of that game night... Um, Yes, it's nice to have a hundred bucks off, but you play, you play to the end. 
Alan Shirari, I can't call them loser mentalities because they're two-time champions. I mean, uh, Stan and Shirari, I can't call them loser mentalities. Alsev has zero. I think he loses, and I think he loses big. After making the last... Uh, the last couple of years, he's been making a nice splash as a top seed. But I think he falls this year and falls hard. And I was disappointed to see that he took the split. I thought Alsev had more of a winner's, uh, winner's uh, blood type, but I guess not. That's just my prediction. Again, these are all just my personal predictions. You don't have to follow them. You don't have to take them to heart. Just... What I think of you guys, that's it. Someone who will start 3 or 4 and 0 will miss the playoffs. I have no historical basis on this. Uh, it's been done a few times in this league. But uh, that's just something I'm just throwing in there. Um, in regards to the NFL, I have two bold predictions. One... The Jets will finish ahead of the Patriots in the standings, led by Zach Milfson. And my second one is that the Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs, will not make the playoffs. Anyways, so um, those are my bold predictions. What's next on the agenda? The next on the agenda is probably, let me give you guys a little rundown. Um, as we do every year, obviously we'll meet at the Palisadium, we'll draft. I'll send a... Uh, Schedule of events as I always do. Um, you have till Sunday to do the blind bids. Now, I spoke to Sakal. He said not many people. Um, a third of the league, which means only four people sent. Um, so, I don't know who those four are. I don't know why. But, listen, I'll give you guys the benefit of the doubt that it was forgotten. And the truth of the matter is we don't really need a whole week, but I'll give you guys a few more days. Sunday night, they're due. If they're not sent in, then you will lose out on your spot. You will not have a blind bid spot. And uh, we'll continue from there. We're working on getting it. We have an auctioneer. As of now, Sakal is on backup because he wants to do a trip with his family. And he said he's hoping that the trip with his family... His kids will be so dichet from hiking and rafting and whatever that they'll want to come back early. If that's the case, then he'll be at the draft. If not, Moni will be an auctioneer. And for those that know Moni in the Dome League uh, as an auctioneer, he's a great auctioneer, very strict, doesn't give anybody precedent, doesn't give anybody uh, favorability. He's, um, he's an absolute dictator when it comes to auctioneering. I'm trying to get um, somebody to enter the teams, so none of us have to do it. And uh, and yeah, the rest should be fun. I'm very excited. We're one week away. We're less than a week away. Today's Thursday. We're less than a week away from the Mazda Drift. Um, we look forward to seeing you all at the Palisadium. Um, I know last year we mentioned that last year might have been the last time we would be at the Palisadium. But unfortunately, something happened. We changed. Um, something was... Uh, whatever. The deal fell through. But now we will be at the Palisadium. And um, we'll continue to be there. That's it. Uh, 
I'm rambling, and I'm at about 16 minutes. I do miss uh, um, what I'd like to do this year for the Mazza podcast. Is ideally, I would like to let's say me and Stan are, are were the main guys. If me or Stan can't make it, ideally, I'd like to get a couple of you guys on there. You know, that's maybe one thing we were missing getting more of the league involved in the podcast. Let's say maybe four guys per podcast is a lot, and I think it might be so to get two, maybe three guys. To do a pod would be ideal, and maybe to do a different uh, a different guy every week, hopefully. I don't know. Maybe one week we can have the deal guys, Moshal, Vic, Al. Maybe we could have them host the podcast one, one week, and then they send it to me, and we'll post it. You know, it doesn't have to be me and Stan every week. Um, like to see everybody's opinions and, and the way everybody would speak out and the way everybody would host their own voices so that's a change that i'd like to see for the podcast in the upcoming season we'll see we'll see you guys soon love you all and may the best men win